This episode is brought to you by 1923 on Paramount+. Plus. In Taylor Sheridan's new original series, 1923, the Duttons confront challenges, including the end of the First World War, America's industrialization, and the start of the Great Depression. Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford star in the new original series, 1923, streaming December 18th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. We want to tell you about Work Lab, the podcast from Microsoft, hosted by me, Elise Hugh. And me, Tanya Mosley. On Work Lab, we talk to leading experts about how work is changing. Join us as we figure this out together. Follow Work Lab wherever you listen. Oh yeah, it's good. This is I won't run from it. Big red machine. That's a dude from Bon Iver. You better believe it, Justin. Justin from Bon Iver. I don't, I don't know who he sounds like. So good, dude. Every every project he's done, volcanoes, whatever he's been a part of, I'm I'm so on board. In uh, we are the Sklar Brothers. This is that was actually Big Red Machine. That was his thing, but so good. Uh, Big Red Machine. I won't run from it. We are the Sklar Brothers. This is uh, View from the Cheese Seeds, as I mentioned, and uh, we have a great guest on the show tonight. He uh, he was on Saturday Night Live today tonight. Whenever you listen to it. He was an he's an SNL alum, which is very hard to get on to SNL to uh, to get to get through the audition process. We know a lot of very talented people who never made it on the show. John Rudnitsky is on the show today, and he is so funny. Great stand up, great young dude who's just great awesome. young actor. He's in a new uh, series that's going to be coming out next year on Hulu with George Clooney uh, called Catch Twenty Two, based, uh, based on, the, on book. the book, a six Amazing. part series on Hulu. Amazing. He's fantastic. We'll talk sports with him uh, and a bunch of stuff with him, and great quick hits on the show. And then later on the show, we have Rudy Giuliani uh, left us a voicemail about why he thinks. Uh, the Yankees, Yankees should are be America's, America's team. team. All right, well, let's get into it uh, because uh, something happened this past week, and it was kind of the biggest news last week. But Kyler Murray won the Heisman Trophy, which Kyler Murray, who's a sophomore, is he freshman? Freshman, so, freshman. True freshman, true freshman for Oklahoma. Yeah, he he was the replacement for Baker Mayfield, who won the Heisman Trophy last year for uh, Oklahoma. And this dude is so talented. He is so fast. Uh, he's a decent quarterback, but he is just the quickest guy in the world. He would drop back. He's the reason why Oklahoma's in the um, in the playoff. He'd drop back. If he felt pressure, he would run upfield and no one could stop him. He's the reason why they score 56, 57, 60 points a game. He is really, really talented. You know, I think what was interesting is before this week sort of rolled out and what happened to him or maybe what got he is. Up, maybe he's... He might be a sophomore. Yeah. So no, he's a junior. He's a junior. Junior, okay, but he's been around. He hasn't played obviously because Baker Mayfield was playing. Maybe redshirted as well. But he, uh, so I think what we thought we were going to be talking about on this show today was whether or not Kyler Murray should play baseball because he was drafted by the A's uh, or play football, and that's an interesting debate. If you have the ability to go play in Major League Baseball or play in football, uh, do you want to be eating your food out of a straw when you're 
41? Good question. Do you want to have CTE mm. or do you want to have close to the same amount of money and all your faculties for the rest of your life in baseball? I would say do the latter. Uh, I think a lot of people would make but that But who choice. knows who he's going to do? He's an unbelievable quarterback that can do so many things. And as you're watching Lamar Jackson in the league right now, you say, literally wait. make waves, you say, well, there's a place for a guy like Kyler Murray. Again, his burst, his burst of speed, I've never seen anything like it from any player. I think he could become a running back. That's what I think. Maybe. Like an H-back or a slot guy. Maybe. Either way, uh, we'll see what he decides to do. But what we're going to talk about today is the fact that he got flagged um, by the PC by just, community yeah, or by in people general. Who were waiting. They were waiting to see if he was going to win. It's almost like they were waiting to see if he was going to win the Heisman Trophy. And then they carted out uh, tweets that he made when he was 14 years old. So now that's about eight years ago, mm-hmm. seven years ago. 2010, 2011, uh, and he he called people. He used a derogatory term uh, towards gay people. Called or but really well, it wasn't not about towards gay, gay people. people. It was calling people who were throwing shade to him queers. Which uh, okay, mm, not nice. Not definitely not uh, PC. Definitely not um, sensitive. Definitely mm, not thoughtful. insensitive. Wrong, and he shouldn't have done it. But he was 14. <clears throat> And this is the question I think we are putting out there is how far back can we go with somebody and hold them accountable on today's standards for what they did back then? And what kind of an apology? So then that then then it becomes what kind of an apology does he need to give? Because it's kind of happening. You see what happened to Kevin Hart. You know, people brought up, but Kevin Hart in his stand-up act was did Kevin Hart's. Uh, the premise of Kevin Hart's act is as a father, no, one, my one, one job, bit, one bit, one bit, one bit was as a father, my job is to keep my kid from being gay. That was the premise of the bit. So that is a much more directly derogatory comment towards gay people, and it cost him hosting the Oscars. I mean, that's the gay man Super Bowl. You can't mess with the Oscars, uh, and that also is a very insensitive. And people didn't tone. feel like he gave the proper apology for it. There was the Instagram photo of him wearing you no know, shirt, and and they just weren't happy with that. His sort of thing is like people are going to attack you. Really, when he could have possibly come forward and been contrite and said, "Hey, that was an old hey, bit. That was bad. You know, that was an old bit. I went to that. Mean, Randy." I have an old bit. We have an old bit that we did on our first Comedy Central half hour. Comedy Central presents from 2001 or 2002. And the bit was, uh, we called it the straight man cabaret. And honestly, the premise of the bit is that when gay men do cabaret, which is essentially lip syncing songs, it's an art form and it is to be revered. We were honestly blown away by it. We've seen it many times in New York City. You know, it is an unbelievable thing to watch when it's done well. Costumes, makeup, lip syncing, the performance. It is truly, it's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Right. Too long, Foo, thanks for everything, Julie. So our joke, the sort of joke that turns the bit for us was when gay men do this, it's it's great. It's It's cool. It's fantastic. Artistic. When straight men do it, it's It's just gay. Now. So that was what we, we said. Now, would we make that joke today? No. Probably not. We probably wouldn't make it. There wasn't anything derogatory, but we, I think we could get pinged for something like and that. And if we, if we were, we'd say, you know what? We weren't thinking at the time and, you, you know, know I, I, we made that choice. It's a different time now. I think we would have a different approach to it. I don't think we would necessarily change the bit. We'd probably lose that line yep. because that doesn't feel like it, 
it's not the point of the bit. That's just one joke, and we can see how people would be offended by that, and that's not our intention. The bit is still funny without it. We were throwing back to an older time when you were in eighth grade, and you said something was that. But now we realize that, like, that's that's not a good thing to associate gayness with or calling something gay being a negative thing because now you're associating to it's almost like essentially what Kyler Murray did. Which kind of is what he did. And, and so, so but he would've... was 14 and we were 28. So we would make that apology now. But does he have to apologize for something he did when he was 14 years I old? I think he does. Does he have to? I think he does. And he has to come forward and say, this is what I believe now. This is my attitude towards the I LG. think if he comes forward, if he came and, forward says, and said, this is how I feel about the LGBTQ community right now. This is, and, and when I become a pro, whatever, baseball player, football player, I am going to fight to keep people's minds open about all this. And I understand the responsibility I have as a professional athlete. First of all, he's going to the Bay area, go to the Bay area, large gay population in the Bay area. Yeah. So I would say it is my job to continue to evolve as a young person. And also it will be my job to keep people's minds open. And if I encounter anything like I acted as a 14 year old, I will squash it and I will make sure that- Or I'll at least shout it down or come forward with my opinion and say, hey, that's not fair. If he were to come out and say that, I think people would be like, whatever. I think he's all good. And I think he he also, Randy, this is where I think we disagree. I think he has the right to come forward and say, uh, if if I said this a year ago or this year, I think I have reason, there's reason for people to be upset with me. I think I was 14 years old. Mm. I was a kid. I made mistakes. I, you know, when you're 14, also, you're, you're parenting, you're parroting what older people around you are saying. When you become older, when you go through the college experience, when you go out and live in the world and become your own person, that's when you shed some of those old things that are just taught to you that you don't think to question as a kid. That's not fair to say, to take what a 14 year old says and give them 21 year old. Well, here's what's not fair. Let me, let me, let me explain it even more specifically. What's not fair is taking that 14 year old comment and putting it on him today saying, this is what you believe. What I think you can say is, Hey, you got to answer for these things that you did back then. And now's the time to do it. So what do you say? And his response being like, I evolved from that point. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have tweeted that. It lives forever. I feel I'm embarrassed that I said that. And I don't think that it's way. It's an now. interesting time. It's interesting because as we move forward, as we move forward from that point, I think we're going to start seeing more and more of this because kids get Twitter accounts when they're 12, 13, 14, yes, they 10. Do. Yep. A 10 year old kid right now. Twitter's been around for nine years. Mm-hmm. Twitter's been around. You might I have mean, to answer for that stuff because it's it's on record. It's on record, and someone's going to dig it up. If yep. you said it, someone's going to dig it up. Just be ready to answer for it and talk about how you've evolved, and hopefully and you And if have. you can be honest and you can sort of out the problem with it and distance yourself from that attitude, so that I think you've you'll grown, be okay. I think you will. All right, this is L.A. Amen, Dunes. We'll be back with John Rednitsky right after this on View from the Chiefs. Stay with us. Still don't go away Guys, with the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand, and our good buddies at Factor, they got it. They shop, they prep, they cook, they deliver to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays. How good does that sound? Minus the hassle, that sounds even better. Plus, you know, you got 34 meals per week. 
Gourmet Plus, Keto, which I've been doing and I love, Calorie Smart Vegan Plus Veggie, and 36 Plus Weekly Add-ons. You'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My mouth is watering. I can't even do this ad. Our holidays, look, they're jam-packed. I know yours are too. Everyone's looking down the barrel of like so much busy time. If you got two minutes, you get the factor meals. They're super easy to prepare. And all of a sudden you're having like a restaurant quality meal in your own home. It's cheaper than going out. As we mentioned, 34 meals per week, 36 plus add-on options. It's amazing. It's cheaper than dining out. Take that money that you save from from not going out and spending money at a restaurant and spend it on the holidays, on gifts and stuff. Special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus, perfect solution. If you're looking for that, upscale. Their options are done easy. It's amazing. Look, here's what you do. Head to go.factor75.com slash sklar60. Use the code sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code sklar60 at go.factor75.com slash sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. I'm telling you, this factor thing is amazing. You'll be amazed at how much time and money you save, and we all need that as we roll into the holidays. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, Our guest is someone who um, we have hung out with. When did we first hang out with? I think it was a Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Moon Tower, yeah. Yeah. But we've been fans of yours before that, but once well, we got to nice. hang, I was like, oh man, I love this. Be dude. friends. And then we connected on like meditating, we which did. is you such guys, a. guys, I always wanted to meditate. And we kind of gave you. And you, you convinced a... me. I well, said, if the Sklar brothers. Well, I was like, I don't want to. John Runitsky, thank you for being here. Uh, <laughs> What's up, John? Yeah, dude. We, I feel like it is a, it is something that is part of our lives. Sorry. Whoa, Rand, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I was getting into a very emotional thing. Yeah, I know, and I, kinda, I had to cut the tension. I, I thought you were trying to play a soundtrack for this emotional for the, for this moment. Speech. No, I was trying to. I was, I was <laughs> trying like, to. Meditation is a part of my life. I was just trying to yeah. play play Jay off the stage. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. Uh, no, here's the deal. Meditation is part of our lives. We care about it, and when someone has that open interest in it, you know, we've. I feel like our lives have been changed for the better. We always like to share, and who knows if it's going to work for you? But I, think I like that you followed through on it, and I like that we now have that connection of like, hey. You know the guy who kind of helped us all figure it out, and it just was cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like such a LA <laughs> dumb, like yeah, like we moved to LA, we started meditating and just eating grass and shit. Yeah, but the thing is, that's why when I you guys are it's not why like, you moved to you LA. guys are not like that, no, right? No, no. So therefore, yeah. I'm like, well, if, if they're doing it, you can believe it. You're comedians, and it's good for your head. And I, I heard that Seinfeld does it, and that yeah. Gary Shandling, you know, I watched yeah. the Gary documentary. Shandling used to do it a lot, and yeah. there was a lot of truth to like you understood. He put a lot of that into his work. Yeah. He did, but he wasn't happy. Yeah, he wasn't happy. <laughs> like Gary Shandling wasn't happy well, in the, the thing end. Is, well, right, meditation won't make you happy. Contradicting the no, but it, comedy a bit. He was but like, meditation is not going to make you happy. Say, I would say he right. was blissfully unhappy. Like he was peacefully unhappy. Right. He was yeah. like, well, here's the thing. I loved in that documentary, in the Judd yeah. Apatow documentary, when he made, he tried to tell the the uh, 
meditation joke to Seinfeld and you know, and comedians in cars and Seinfeld didn't laugh. Right. Then he did that same joke to the guy he was Skyping with, who was like a the head of super all. head yeah, of like yeah. meditation, and that guy loved loved it. it. Yeah, 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 dying laughing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you know your audience. Well, but look, yeah. meditation is not going to make you happy. What makes you happy is connections to human beings, and Gary had that, I think, in a lot of ways. But then there was like that moment where he had to have that surgery yeah, late in his life. That was the saddest moment of the whole documentary. Yeah. And he's by himself, and I don't know if it was Judd filming him or someone was filming him. Yeah, and he was just like man, I just want to get back to my basketball game and get that game going again. And I'm like, this is the moment in your life where if you're at that age, you would hope that even if you had a marriage that maybe didn't work out or something like that, that a kid or someone who's part of your immediate like nuclear family that you created is there by your side saying, I'm here with you, dad. I'm here with you, honey. I'm here with you, whatever. And you really got a sense in that moment how the broken relationships in his life left him alone in a moment like that. And that was kind of sad. And I think that's why he was sad. But I love that, you know, Mm. we talk about like comedians and sports, like that basketball game was, that's one thing I lament that we never played in. We played in a really great pickup basketball game with comedians in LA where we had to like, when we first moved here in 99, where we had to like jump a fence to get into a school, a middle school, middle school. Oh my God. Who was in that game? Oh man. I mean, Steve Ranazizi. Who else? Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir played that game regularly. Like really like Wayne Fetterman would drop by that game. Good, nice people. And like, you know, we would have three courts going. It was so fun. Like, it was great. Like there were many full courts. So it would be four on four. The first eight people would show up. That was the A game. The next, next eight, eight people, people that was the B, B game. And then the next date, we would usually get another game going, would be the C game. Winner of C moved up onto B <laughs> oh, wow. and played loser of A. Winner of B goes up to A and plays winner of A. And loser of B goes down to C and plays loser of C. And if there are extra players and they shoot for that loser of C team. But usually... It sometimes just worked out that there was just the right amount of players, so you never stopped playing basketball for like three hours, and you're always moving into a new game, and you were trying to move back up. And to all the comedians, court. all comedians, comedians are people. There were like production the people. Store. Yeah, it was it you was like amazing. All guys, all people that were at the same kind level. of. Because when same. you guys for, came out in '99, you 99. were you. I mean, we starting, were gigantic. We're just starting out. No, no, no we had done been... comedy for five years in New York. We had done our show, Apartment Two F, in oh, New wow. York. I mean, you lived in New York, you know. What but it's all he about. lived yeah. in New York after us. So, Apartment Two yeah. F was a. Uh, it's a quick trip to New York for me. How many years? A year. <laughs> it was one year. One year. Where you got? Where you got from? SNL? You were SNL, Chicago. Yeah. No, I, would, uh, I. I grew up in Jersey. Jersey, but I was yeah. I started doing stand up mainly in L.A. I mean, in high school, I would do open mics at the comic strip. Really? Yeah, my mom would drive me. Into New York City. Into New York. I'd talk about my penis, and then she would drive me home. She would sit there and listen to you talk about She loved it. Is your mom She's so supportive? (laughs) My mother is funny. Yeah, she's very supportive. That's the coolest mom ever. Yeah. What part of New Jersey? uh, North Jersey, Bergen County. I was going to say that my mother, about two years ago, decided that she wanted to start doing- Nope. Open mics nope. at the comic nope. strip. I'm gonna stop her right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hold you up. Right I appreciate there. that because I I told her that I was mom. like had a kind of an issue with it, and then she got upset. John, I can and then do I it. Felt badly, and I was like, okay, you can. You do. fostered my dream, and I'm gonna squash, squash your <laughs> mom. 
That's typical kid to do that. <laughs> That's what I felt. And then suddenly I felt bad. I felt But torn. it is kind of like the moment, like if LeBron James's mom was like, I want to play basketball now. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, nope, you, Gloria, <laughs> you cannot do that. She's like, do you know who I am? And then slaps her. I wish her. I used that analogy at the time. Mom, you're like Gloria James. It is one of those things of comedy where everyone thinks they can do it. Like I had friends. Parents married for, or divorced? Divorced. Divorced. So mom raised you, dad anywhere? Or oh, no? no, my dad, yes, He's, also raised me. I, you know, they, Joint custody they, like, or you you hung with both. He didn't I split. hung with both. They both got remarried. I get along with all the, the oh, steps. So it's like the healthiest version of that. of that. Like Thanksgiving, we'll all do together. Well, all, mom and dad, whole family. Whole fam. I no mean, way. together, they did not. But work. they're like, look, as long as we're. The, yeah. Like, I know I'm, I know it's your mom and dad, but like, there's yeah. just a moment, and this is going to sound really crazy. <laughs> But there's a moment where, like, look, we can't do this. We'll co-parent our kids, but we need to be fucking other people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's essentially what they said. Like, yeah. <laughs> as long as I can have someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This can work. This can work. This can yeah, totally yeah. work. Like, you're, if they were Mormons, if they were more, if they lived in Salt Lake City. Sister wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably could have handled it, kept everything together and just handled and it And still outside. made it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This but is you're the, like, we live in Jersey. This is the Jersey Jew equivalent mm -hmm. of the Mormon. Wait, what did your dad thing? say when your mom started doing stand-up? Oh, he hates <laughs> Yeah, he's like, this is why I got he's out. He's like, here comes a bunch of shit about me yeah. that yeah. I don't need out well, laying in the wind. He doesn't know how much about him it was. All about, it's okay. all about him. It's all about him. It's all about the divorce. So, I mean, look, there... But she remarried. Okay, but so her stand-up was really just—it's her telling Venting stories. Her sure, of yeah, course. It's her telling stories, and it's really cute. Is and, she funny? And nice. She's a funny person. She's very funny, and you know, she—I I owe her Obviously. a bit of my comedy of you genes. Do. You know, of course you do. So, but the stand-up thing—it's a different—it's a but, different but thing. You, it's like when my friends are like, "Oh, so I can do SNL?" No. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. By the, by the way, by the way, and and I the, couldn't even do SNL. Well, no, but you, did, you got did it. it. You I did get it. You'll, you but by the way, hear that one yeah. guy in Australia. Yeah, but yeah, but you got it. And yeah. and we've had many people on this show and friends of ours who talked about everybody yeah. from like Kevin Nealon to yeah, Fred, Fred Armisen, Armisen to people who got it. Yeah, who were on. Yeah. And they're at, I mean, it's so interesting to hear because most people went into the audition. Most of the people we talked to got it, went into the audition saying, I'm not going to get it. So it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah. Like, I'll just, whatever. Yeah, like, I'll I'm, there's, I don't have a chance for this. So I'm just going to yeah. go mess around. Right. Yeah. And then they got it. I know. So how, what was your audition? Can I ask? Cause I'm yeah, fascinated yeah, by yeah, it. Yeah. 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 I, that whole ex experience was, was kind of nuts. How did they so find I you? I had been, I was opening for Andrew Santino who we love. For, who I love. Mm -hmm. And uh, Steve Byrne, a couple of the people I'd opened for. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't been doing stand-up consistently that long. Mm -hmm. And I got an audition for JFL, my second year auditioning. And I got a call back. But I was just on jokes that were fine. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm not going to get new faces. Something, I'm yeah. not there. Right. But you resigned yourself I had come thing. up with this dirty dancing bit, which... I think we've seen it. Maybe you've seen it. It's really funny. But, uh... I, in between the initial audition and the callback, I had come up with this idea where I, 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 I come out to the Dirty Dancing song and I do, a, a, I do the full choreography with an imaginary Jennifer Grey, mm -hmm. and then I drop her. Which, by the way, some, we worked with Jennifer Grey, imaginary Jennifer Grey, more, more real than the actual Jennifer. <laughs> Stop it. Come I, on. Love, I love Jennifer. Love her. Could not have been nicer. Could not have been nicer. Could not have been nicer. Wish she would have kept the old Could not have been nicer. Wish she would have kept the old nose. Should have kept the old nose. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you do the whole I thing. Know, we all wish that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do up to the lift and I drop her and then she's dead and then I try to revive her. Hilarious. While the song continues. While the to song play. Oh, it's we're still trying to keep it light. Yeah. But she's a gunner. And so then I gotta get rid of the body. I'm still dancing. <laughs> and I drive home to my wife and kids. Uh-huh. And then the cops come and I get in a shootout with the cops and I get shot and I die. And twelve and it takes bit. it takes the whole song. Sure. Yeah. And so for my JFL callback, I'm like, I'm going to go out there and they're going to think I'm going to do my jokes, but I'm just going to come out to this song. I'm Hilarious. not going to say a thing. I'm going to yep. put the microphone to the side and I'm going to do Hilarious. this whole thing. So smart. And they're, they'll remember me, but I'm still not going to get I'm it. I'm not going to get it. Who cares? Yeah. And then sure enough, I get new faces that I end up, they end up putting the dance. Like after everyone does their stand up, they put the dance at the end of the thing because they didn't really know what to do with it. Right, right exactly. Right, right. And SNL was there and they invited me to audition in LA and then which what did you do the the, the no I then I had to like then I, then, I then, I'm, then I'm like I'm throwing shit together from my life right I'm like oh, I always had this impression or mm-hmm. you know and then I'm thinking well they want something political so I so I'm like throwing things together so I did a, a former DJ working at Chipotle mm-hmm. I did John Mayer having a stroke hilarious <laughs> and then I was like uh, the political stuff I was like Colonel Bernie Sanders uh-huh. uh and I did Why? a CW actor who just found out they're all out of uh, red velvet uh, yogurt at uh, Pinkberry. Come on, and uh, <laughs> come on, man, we're a bunch. So good. And then, and then I did a shorter version of Dirty Dancing. And then I, the first, this is the first idea I had for my audition before I had anything was a slow motion recap of the audition. Great. So after it was done, so I had that like a best of my audition mm-hmm. at the end of the audition. Let's like Great. look back. Did you get moment. any? La- did you get any laughs or no? Uh, I did I, mainly at the um, at, at Dirty Dancing and the 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 slow motion. No, I know thing. in L.A. But when you actually, so then you get in. Yeah, LA. well, I was actually talking about the test. Yeah, so oh we, yeah, yeah. You get when you get into. Oh yeah, so, Studio Eight H. So wait, they're like, so you do in L.A. And I do like, it in L.A. This is good. And you then I remember great. I was opening for Steve Byrne at, at, in a mall in New Jersey that I mm-hmm. used, used to, to go, go to. to. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Sure. And I get a call from my agent that Lauren uh, Michaels wants you to screen right. test. Amazing. And what is your emotion at that point? Are you like, this is insane? Or are you like, I I can do this. That could have happened, maybe. I think I always dreamed that that could happen, obviously, but it was happening way earlier than I had thought it ever would. Sure. And then I, it was like this. It was like, go, go, go. And it really, like, I mean, I don't know if I've come off that feeling. Well, so maybe it was better uh, that you were so young and didn't have like all these like strings of other close calls and other things to sort of play off of. Oh, no, yeah. So that you could just be like, okay, well, that's what happens. You get this thing, you get this opportunity, you move to here, and then you go do it, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, I was, it was all crazy. I mean, I was spinning, but I'm like, yeah. Well, it is like a to... sporting event when you yeah, think well, about it because yeah. you have to rise to the challenge yeah. in that moment and deliver. So if I think yeah. about So where do you, I mean, are there 50 other people with you in the at hallway the at the screen test? Or there no? were 16 people testing that day. Um, Did any of them make it? Make uh, it on the show? Nobody. No, I was the only one. Oh, Barry group. Rothbart was there. Yeah. Uh, who's so funny. Um. And then, oh, my buddy Will Steven mm-hmm. was there, and he now writes for the show. Right. And he kept his job, which is good, and he's doing well over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember anybody else that I auditioned with, because I was in my own, dr- I was in the Your little dressing use. room. Yeah. And I was the last person that day. Right. Oh, my God. Are you nervous? So you like, like freaking I was rehearsing. I just kept doing it do over it, and it, over it. and over again. <clears throat> and then at some point, you're like, yeah. this is a room. At some point, you have to say, and I don't know if you're old enough to understand this, but in that moment, be like, 
all right, I'm walking out into a room. I'm going to say a bunch of things that I created and people are going to be there and it's either going to go well or it's not, but I'm going to do the best I can and I can only do the best I can. I wish I, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. And I, I, I think I was just like, I need this. I need this. Good. This has to be, I'm here. I yeah. have to get this thing. Yeah, sure. I can't get here and fuck it up. And it worked for the audition, but that mentality didn't work for once I had the job because then when I had the job, I was strangling it so tight. Were, yeah, and it's I, almost like nothing, a golf nothing, club, nothing golf swing. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't create. It's so funny nothing because- Nothing creative, good, nothing can, good can come from that. This, this- It's so because funny. you would say to yourself, oh, I'm not getting enough time. And if I get one second of yeah. time, then I got to make the most of that or I'm screwed. And then you're like, how do I get into this Yeah, thing? and I'm pushing and, right. you know, and there's stuff I like, yeah, I cringe and I think about like certain things I did or I didn't do, you know, yeah, at the show. Did. It's just- yeah, it was it's just tough. To it me, to tough. be select, I've I've yeah. always said this about Lorne Michaels, yeah. that he is one of the greatest arbiters of talent out there. Even the people that didn't do a lot on the show. You look he about went people on, like yeah. Keckner. I mean, yeah. all those guys who were on the show who were Jerry Minor, like Jerry guys Minor. Who were like, these guys were on the Sarah show. Silverman. Sarah they were Silverman. underused. I, I felt yeah. like Julie Louis-Dreyfus was Julie, on for a year. She was incredible, but yeah. Galifianakis didn't get it. And he's so funny. Crazy. He auditioned a bunch of times. He came back and hosted it and was great. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I just, like I just felt yeah. like he, for even people who didn't get used, I just feel like getting it is like such an the unbelievable coolest, thing. Coolest. It yes. will always be in, and you will always be thought of as like, oh my God, this person did SNL. was able to, 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 got to do SNL. And you'll go on and do a bunch of other stuff and that'll just be like a part of the way, way back pass. But it is interesting, like the stand-up thing about it, what you were saying about how stand-up, it looks, it's the kind, it is the one art form that, like the better you get at it, the more you make people who can't do it think that they can do it. Yeah. That's it. And the more I do it, I realize that I can't do it. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know, or just how like, much more it's you like, How much further I could go with it. You so know, like you when I was to... open micing, I'm like, I'm the, so good at this, right. you know? And then, then you get up there. And then you start really honing it and you're like, oh shit, I'm, not, get up I'm not even a... nearly where I could be. Where or I you get up in a yet. show where you're with other yeah. great headliners and you say to yourself, how do I follow that? How do I follow that? Oh my God. Whenever I'm in New York and I got to follow Big J, I'm like, oh fuck, you know? Big J, I hear Joey Diaz or Rogue. Logan or yeah. Bill or Burr or any of those people. Oh my God. I mean, you're just like, how do I do this? But it yeah. is the opposite of sports. Cause I go and I'll like watch a Lakers game or if you see like LeBron <laughs> like, live, you're like, I can do that. I never do that. So true. No person yeah. is standing out there going, I could do I that. I got that. No dude I, in the Lakers jersey. Right. I always love the guys yeah. and we always talk about this on the show who show up to like a Lakers game with the jersey on with no shirt underneath. Yeah. Like yeah. if all the Lakers got injured, the coach would be like, hey, <laughs> get me that guy up there. Get me double zero from yeah, the, yeah. From the hot, dog. hot dogs. Three He only works out his upper body. Get him <laughs> down here. He's wearing a jersey. Is he wearing a shirt under the jersey? No, he's just wearing a right, jersey. He's, get good. Him he's good. He's ready to go. Jeans yeah. were good. It's Such true. And the thing. audience too in a comedy show, like when they yell shit out and they think that that's helping you. Like in no other, yeah, in no yeah. other thing does someone say. I mean, they do talk. Well, so there has been incidents, which is crazy. And recently, like Leonard Fournette, the running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, great running back, unbelievable. Like yeah. recently, turned around in Tennessee. In Tennessee, and I don't know if someone dropped an end bomb on him or something. Oh my god! But he turned around and was yelling at the crowd. It's like, I'll meet you afterwards. I'll meet you I'll afterwards, and I'll kick your fucking ass. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Charles Barkley is like, by the way, pro athletes could fucking kill you. 
Okay. And he and Charles Barkley is like, do not touch him. <laughs> it's it's crazy because there is this weird I yeah. feel like people are more emboldened now than ever right, to be I guess like that's true. To, to, to be like, like hit me. Go ahead and hit me. I'll sue you for everything you have. It's almost like it's almost like the guys who are taunting like uh I mean, I don't even want to make this connection, but like you know, a dog, if you're taunting a dog and then the dog bit you because yeah, you're yeah. messing with the dog, you're yeah, yeah, like yeah. taking food away and being a jerk and kicking at the dog and yeah. doing all these things. And then the dog bites your leg because you created that. And then they're like, you got to put that dog to sleep. That right, dog's right. got to, you got to get rid of the dog. And it's like, that's not fair. Like you can't, people, you cannot go after people as if you're at on Twitter or if you're, as if you're right. at a I you know, social show. media has, has emboldened people. Oh yeah, in a bad way. Social yeah, media and Trump in this president, and I, yeah, and yeah, Trump for sure. I just totally felt it on stage. Right, the yeah. second. Oh my god! The, while he was running, I got chased off stage. Not yeah, to brag, chased off stage. Not to brag, but uh, I was performing at a bowling alley in Muskegon, Michigan. Yes, you were. Uh, yes, you were. Like a couple of years ago, maybe nice. two years ago. Uh-huh. It was while Trump was running still, and I got chased off stage. Chased, and that had never happened with a ball. No, just a woman. Like she, she, she was stacking her rum and cokes in the front row, and uh, she chased you, know, you off. She chased me off, and I was talking about Trump. Yeah, the truth of the matter is, when I see you perform, you're you're so physical. Like I yeah. love how physical you get, and I love the time you take with your bits. Like you'll take a nice you 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 take your time. I think when you take your time on stage, it tells the audience relax. I got yeah. this. I got this. You're like, I know this is going to be funny. I'm not rushing. I'm not pushing this. Well, you do a great sports bit, which is like, because I, I know you're not like the biggest, uh, you know, sports sort of like junkie and whatnot. Well, that's kind of the point of it is that I don't know sports, but which I, I feel love. like I look However, like I you know nail I it. Play. Yeah, but, no, yeah, you yeah. look like you could play an athlete in like a number of CW shows. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a high school movie. <laughs> like yeah, you yeah, could totally. get that. Yeah. Like He's you, the quarterback, I'm and like you know exactly what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how to hold your ass. You know how to like yeah, but the wiggle. Ball, if you follow the ball, it would go yeah, right into the right. ground. Yeah, it would go behind me. Like but, a lot of wrist <laughs> yeah, in that wrist. throw. Like that shouldn't have that much wrist in that throw. Every time I, I play, just threw an out pattern to the guy on the side, it should be just all arm. Every yeah. time I play tennis, I think about you doing the tennis thing, which is yeah, like yeah. fixing the shirts, fixing, fixing the shoulders, the, shirt, like the shoulder, the never shirt. Never enough room in the show. Why is it so hot? Why am I so hot? so hot. Like so just hot. cringing <laughs> at the heat. <laughs> Why do they do the Australian Open at the hottest time of the year? Oh, or the U.S. Yeah. Opens in New York in, in Flushing in July, July. or where or August. August. You say to yourself, well, "What is happening here?" Yeah. It's tennis, man. Uh, <laughs> have you seen like because of SNL and because of that stuff? Did you get to see any like Knicks games, or did you get to go to like or have to, athletes oh, come? I and went host to. The show? Um, I remember. See, I know. Like they won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, Von oh, Miller, Von Miller, Von Miller yeah. was there. Yeah, He's when a I did big we, dude. when I did Weekend Update, uh, when I got to do Dirty Dancing on Weekend Update, awesome. Von Miller was there, and Ben Stiller was there that week nice. doing Zoolander Miller, with Miller Owen Stiller. Miller and Stiller, Miller and Stiller, Stiller. Oh, it's a great comedy him. team. Miller and oh, Stiller. they really could they have really, a sketch. They there. blew that. I mean, Von Miller really <laughs> fucked it up by being a great football player, but whatever. <laughs> Miller and Stiller could have just could have been the new mirror and mirror and Stiller. I feel like well, you know, Ben Stiller's dad. 
Uh, yeah. Jerry Stiller yeah. from, uh, was on and Ann Mira and Ann Mira. They were married and they were a comedy duo. Mira yeah, Stiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Vaughn Miller was there. You did? Did he come up to you after the Dirty Dancing thing? Like, bro. That I don't think though. I talked. I don't think we talked to Vaughn, yeah. but Ben Stiller was really nice about it. I remember, which was really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, that yeah, that was great. wild. I'm trying to think of any other athlete. Oh, I got to meet Derek Jeter. Dude, he I, is the great. And you look into his eyes. I'm just gonna say this. Yeah, you look into Derek Jeter's dreaming, gorgeous. Yeah oceans of eyeballs yeah. and you say to yourself i completely understand why every woman not only are you ridiculously wealthy not only are you at the ve- were you at the very top of your game you're, but you're first gorgeous hall of fame. good looking dude, good looking dude. <laughs> who, who, uh, who is cool who's cool who's cool cool he, as yeah. shit. so i met derek jeter at a bar here a sports bar i was with my son when he was like four yeah. it's like six years ago and he and he had just played a soccer game, and I I look over at the booth next to us, and I see like a dude, a dude who had other dudes with him in a way that like, you know how you just like you're like oh you're the entourage and you're the guy even just by the body so language. even yeah, yeah, in SNL yeah. I'm sure you came across so many like famous people and famous people in the bands and stuff and, and then yeah, the like, nine people who hang around them. yeah 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 so you kind of like know what the sick you know what a are. handler is versus mm-hmm. like versus your boy mm-hmm. so yeah, this guy's a, yeah go he, ahead so so Jeter's there and I'm like look he's like bald head behind him and then someone comes over like the cook or the you know from the who's making wings in the back comes up <laughs> and he's like hey man I just can I get your autograph and I peer on the side and I'm like. That's that's Derek Jeter. I and my son has no idea. He's four. He's just like happy to be eating wings. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, I'm gonna go over and say something. And I know Jeter may know us because uh, he went to Michigan. We went to Michigan. We had the show on ESPN for years, years ago. Cheap seats. I knew he might know something about it. So I came over and I could see that he, I was like, Hey man, how's it going? And he was like, Oh hey, how are you? And I think he recognized. So once he kind of was nice, I was like, I'm gonna do a joke. And so I said, you know, I, I didn't want to bother you. I, I, but I've always wanted to introduce my son to the greatest shortstop to ever play the game. Yeah. Ozzie Smith is not here. So I'm actually okay with him by <laughs> introducing him to you. Now, Did all, he laugh? He like, this is how I knew they were like his like handlers. They looked at him and he started cracking up. And then they all start cracking. Yeah, 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 really. yeah. Can we laugh at this? Are we good with that? Boss, can we laugh at this? He laughed. I He's like, Hey that. big man, what's your name to my son? And my son got all shy and he was like, you just play soccer. And he was so cool. He was so cool. Right. Wasn't he just yeah, the coolest? Yeah, he was so cool when I met him yeah because i York, we talked man. about i went to the tribute uh, the his holiday party Play, what's it called players the, tribute the players, players tribute. tribute see i don't even know this now, so you, know. now you and know. i got an invite because i was on snl at the yeah. time and i'm like Hell i'm gonna yeah. go to all these things you, you should go, go to, to all those all things <laughs> i went to all those things i went to a rangers game yeah, yeah. i sat next to the quarterback for the jets and uh, susan sarandon was weirdly there su- too as well what's sarandon doing <laughs> she getting <laughs> no into a twitter idea. fight with uh who did she get into a twitter fight with she fought like another like another liberal actor like she and her got into a Oh God! I was like guys, on, guys. She guys. was one of those that was like burning her, her bust, and now look. Although Randy and I did go back and watch Bull Durham again, and her, we the, said um, that her, um, what do we say that her that her, the, underwear, her underwear had more white material than the blue collar comedy too. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very large pair of underwear. <laughs> yes. Very. Large. I haven't seen. I haven't. Go seen. back and watch it. I gotta watch it. Like she was the hot one, but like maybe you know why she was she cute. I, there was something about there her. There was something very sexy about her. But in the, the undies. Way. 
I mean, it was like, what are we wearing? Bloomers? Hey, what's <laughs> happening? Come on, girl. Come it was pants. It was like knickers. They were like golf. I think you're going to get into a interview with Sarandon now. Uh, Sarandon. He's going to hear this and get pants. I don't put that on Sarandon. That's fully on the costume. Right. costume. It's our costume. Sarandon was probably like, can we cut these? And they're like, no, it's a period thing. <laughs> Look, it's minor league. It's 80s. In the South. Yeah, like, come you know. on. You got to have some decorum. You can't go in a thong. She probably asked for the thong. Yeah. Uh, so you, this past summer, uh, shot a little movie in Italy. We're not. Yeah, gonna, we I saw you. It? Yeah, we can definitely talk okay. about. It. I is saw it, you guys right before. That was so exciting. Is it a is it a movie or a four part? It's a thing? six six episode part. miniseries for on Hulu, oh, Hulu on Hulu right. um, in, in the spring, and it's Catch Twenty Two, oh based God. on the book, the Joseph Heller novel, George Clooney. Executive I don't producing. Know who that is. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> you guys haven't heard of him. We met. Yeah, he was big in the '90s. Briefly yeah. met Clooney. We were like at a sushi restaurant yeah. with a friend of ours who he had known and worked with, Stephen Tobolowsky, great actor. And Tobolowsky was Ned Ryerson in uh, Groundhog's Day. Oh wow. Okay. okay. Well, there so you go. go. Yeah. Did you call it Groundhog's Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Call it Groundhog's Day. Why don't we all show? <laughs> all right. So uh, he ground. So he was Ned Ryerson in Groundhog. Anyway, so we're hanging with. Tobolowski, and then Clooney's there with some woman. His assistant. His assistant. He comes over. Yeah. Like Jeter. I mean, like, this totally guy, the same energy. fucking charm on this guy. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I get it. I yeah. completely, you're like, it, it's I like it. John Ham. You know, you hang out with Ham for a little while, and you're like, you're funny, oh, you're cool, you know a shit ton about everything. Do, yeah, I can't, I can't even talk. I can't talk, but sorry. Clooney was just like, he was joking around and really cool, and you were like, oh my God. And he was he like that? He was like that in Yeah, he's just like bopping about. Like he gets yeah. off his motorcycle and he comes up and pats you on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he'll just tell you stories. Yeah, that's my main thing with Clooney. Was there to just calm at the set down? Yeah, but like, I really was genuinely so nervous. I really of course couldn't you get were. it together. I was like, I got this. And he's easy to I'm talk to, so I, I can do it. Yeah. And then I was like he, nervous. That's all right. Did he, that's uh, like what would happen. Who do you, with you him. play? Who do you play in it? Uh Mick Watt. Okay. He's a pilot. I don't know if you remember in the book when he I mean, flies low yeah. and he splits this guy in half on the pontoon. Nice. And that that's, yeah, yeah. But I play Yosarian's pilot. Great. And nice. it's, I mean, it, it was, was unbelievable. We shot it for three and a half months in Sardinia and Rome. So my wife's brother married a woman whose family is from Sardinia. I really, really want to go there. I know it's oh, like a got, summertime oh vacation place. We've been it's to Rome. Unbelievable. We've been to Rome and this, like, maybe like, 11 or 12 But years by the old. way, what a great job. It's like, yeah. again, they're by you go to going... the Amalfi Coast at all? I didn't go to Amalfi. I, I had, I've been in college. I went to the Amalfi. But Sardinia is basically, you know, yeah. very similar, I think, to yeah. the Amalfi. Yeah. Just clear water. Yeah. yeah. Mountains jutting out of the middle of the Can water. Can I ask either of you, are you watching on HBO, uh, My Brilliant Friend? No, I haven't no. started it yet. Oh. Is it so good? Oh, my God. So this is a sports podcast, but I'm just going to take one minute, not even a minute. Two I'm doing seconds. really bad on the sports no, stuff, dude, right? Whatever. Yeah. Just two seconds we here to talk, talk about. Two seconds to talk about how great this is. My brilliant friend is about two teenage. I think told from the future because I I kind of came in in the middle. I got to get back and like watch everything. Yeah. Two teenage Italian girls, and I don't even know the year. I want to say it's like the forties. Yeah. You know, it it takes place a period back then yeah. in this small Italian village. That is, and it, I don't know what it is, but I am like drawn to everybody in this thing. And it like should have nothing to do with me at all. And it doesn't have anything to do with me, but yet I'm like immediately in. Incredible. No, you just like, there, there are times where like, like even in the talented Mr. Ripley, where I'm like, there's a little boat and it's on the water and it's in Italy and this is beautiful. So like you got to go there and I don't know if you're 
familiar with how fanatical they are about their soccer. I don't oh know if you saw God. any soccer games while you were over there. I, I didn't. Well, the Syria. World Cup was happening. World Cup was, it was happening, so people were watching. But it, Italy yes. didn't. Italy make the, wasn't even in it. Italy, like the United States, did not make the World Cup, which, which is like me, a scar. It would like be a like black mark on the. Well, it'd be like yeah. the United States not making the World Basketball. You know what I mean? Or like the World Baseball the Olympics, or, like or even the Olympics for basketball. And you'd say to yourself, "What? How, how can that be? That? Italy is Italy, Spain, England. These are the in Holland. It's just the no brainers." And yeah, it didn't, and it Germany. didn't happen. Didn't happen. Such a Whenever bar. I watched the World Cup, I remember it was like how long ago this was. It was like U.S. versus Ghana, and I'm like, "Oh my god, don't we, uh, don't we kind of want Ghana to win this one?" Yes. There's a moment when we won, and I was like, "I don't know if I feel so great." Yeah. Even though we were good. the underdog, we don't need that. It's like we're the underdog in the game, it's but the only in sport life, we don't care about. We care about it once every four years, yeah. barely, you know? barely, barely, and barely. We didn't make it this year, and I know people who didn't care. Yeah. Like I'm sure in Italy where you were, there were people who are we're still devastated. mad right yes. now. Yeah, months later, sad. like pointing I gotta, blame, and yeah. you know who's blame? You know where they squarely yeah. point the finger because it's Italy, the Jews. Uh, we know Absolutely that. Right. We all know that. Oh, that's why they we were so anti-Semitic to me. Were they yeah. anti-Semitic? To come on, man. <laughs> they were not they... anti-Semitic. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We'll actually talk some uh, sporting some things sports that happened stuff. this week. This is uh, the Samps. Uh, Samps, baby. Is, yeah, I love it. All right, we'll be back with more uh, John Renitsky on uh, View from the Cheap Seats. Stay with us. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we want to remind people about a couple things. Uh, one, Randy and I will be along with our buddy Daniel Van Kirk. At, uh, oh, I'm going to do this one first. Uh, on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, next Thursday night. Next Thursday night, the, the 20th of December. Are you in town on the 20th of December? Yes. You want to come? You want to come do a spot at uh, Flappers? We're headlining in Burbank. I would love that. Great, come do do a show. So just announce, just announce on the show. John's on the show. Um, So we'll we'll let them know that you're going to do it. Just we're we're having like four or five people do like ten minutes before we open do it. It's see my sports stuff. It's all sports. You got to only do sports. No, no. So we're headlining at Flappers. It's very rare when we get to do forty five minutes of comedy in town, in here in L A. Great comics on the show. Dave Ross is going to do a spot on the show. Peter Uh, Moses. Peter Moses. uh, Joel Wachowski. Who's from New York? Our buddy Nate Fritzen's friend. Uh, he's coming in town, and he's going to do some. Do you know him? I don't know if you know him, but he's a New York yeah. comic, so he's going to jump on and do some stuff on the show. It's really going to be fun. Uh, so please come out and see that on the twentieth in Burbank. Go to IKEA, fill up on some Swedish meatballs, come over and watch us uh, downtown Burbank flappers. Well, you get the Swedish meatballs. We'll bring the lingonberry sauce. Period. Uh, and then always. Then Love January eleventh. January eleventh, we will be at uh, Sketchfest in San Francisco doing our other podcast. Dumb People Town live at 10.30 at night, Cobb's Comedy Club. It, I guarantee you it'll roll into past midnight uh, on the 12th. Their birthday celebration. That's 94 years of life that we're going to celebrate. Of squad. Two 47-year-olds are going to party like they're 27 <laughs> years old. Uh, uh, shall we get into this? Because this is crazy to me, and I am like let's always. Be, let's get into some quickets. Uh, Steph Curry. You know who Steph Curry is, basketball player for yep. the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's... He announced last week that he doesn't believe... This was on another podcast. I think it was to try and get some... Maybe, but the people, but... like the group of them said, do you believe that man landed on the moon or it was fake? And he said, yes, I think it's fake. Curry, we ever been on the moon? Multiple responders said, nope. Curry said, they're going to come get us. I don't think so either. 
Who's they? Who, who's that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just something. people like hater us. We're gonna come get him because he doesn't believe. Like you can't be. I always thought the Golden State Warriors just because they're like we're not going to this White House if we win. They're yeah. woke as fuck. They understand stuff. But I was like, do not. Well, what do you? First of all, what do you think? For real, moon landing? Did it happen? For sure. Of course it happened. <laughs> not even like how? Yeah. Can, how can you? How can you understand a complex ball movement <laughs> offense like the Golden State Warriors and, and still say still the, deny that? Look, here's the deal. The amount of people, okay? I'm just going to say this. The amount of people who would have had to for decades yeah. keep this thing a secret. Yeah. Okay? The amount of people in that scenario, in the control room, and never unquote, come Houston. forward and be like, we one we, person wouldn't be like a sound guy who was the boom, someone who's in the, <laughs> the thing, boom guy, the, the gaffer. That, the you gaffer. think some, that guy's not going to talk? Some guy who's on the camera <laughs> who's like, who hasn't had a job in twelve years, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't going to go to TMZ and be like, hey, guess what? I got the facts on yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to write a book. Get yeah, over yourself. There's not like I, I guarantee you, five yeah. to ten people would have come forward by now and yeah, tried PA to cash it. Yeah, was like Neil Armstrong grope me. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that happened. Yeah. Took Yo, old Armstrong over there. Old Armstrong over there patted me on the ass. Yeah. He's got a strong arm. He tried to strong arm me. Armstrong did. Armstrong, <laughs> he asked me to massage his foot. Uh, what? Through yeah. so the suit. He said, come on. He literally said to me, come on, this will just be one small step for me. <laughs> no! No! no. Let me plant my flag here! No. <laughs> you cannot plant your You're not flag planting here. your flag anywhere, Armstrong. You fucking goddamn. Like, I just want to stand in well, your no, crater. Well, no, so NASA found out about it, of course. And yeah. sent like said, we'll prove it to you. Sent like they sent moon rocks to him, saying, "Look, we got these from the moon. Here are like fake rocks. rocks. Yeah, uh, are you and, Trump? Yeah. <laughs> fake rocks, fake rocks. Uh, okay. But the whole point of it is like, I, I just it makes you realize that there are athletes that you think can do everything, and they can. And Steph Curry can do things that most people can't do on a basketball court. He, if you watch him warm up, it's totally amazing. He warms up by shooting from the corner, then he walks to the bench, shoots from the bench, then he walks down into like the tunnel. The tunnel and is like shooting 35, 40 footers from the side and making it's amazing. Them. You're it's like, amazing. dude, you can do anything but understand how we got to the moon. That's you can do anything nuts. but that, can, can grasp science. Me. Yeah. Just wow. Guys, let's grasp grasp science. Like or or know where you are. Like you can be like Steph Curry could have handled this, in my opinion, a slightly better way. He could have been like, I'm not saying it was, I'm, that's turning into like a Chris Rock bit. I'm not, I'm saying, not saying we didn't land on the moon. Uh, he, but he could say, I'm not saying we didn't land on the moon, but we're now getting further and further away. Like, how are we going to prove it? If that's all he said, People would still be saying questioning. But you'd be like, oh, I like him because he's questioning. He's questioning it. Right. That's fair. He's not coming out on a side. He's like, it just didn't happen. Did not I'm happen. Sure. We didn't. We never. Kyrie went. Irving said the earth is flat. Did yeah, it feel like that. it was the first time he'd thought about it and then was know. suddenly certain of it? Maybe or he peer pressured felt into this it? Way? I think pressure. he was with a group of people who so. all were saying no. I can't believe that, guys. Get please, please wise up on this. This is the anti-fact time now. And I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna gonna say this. That is the truth. That's for damn sure. That is for damn sure. But I'm gonna say this: for African Americans who grew up in this country in in urban areas that were lied to by the government, lied to by their local, you know, politics, lied to across the board, lied to about their voting, how they vote, their vote counts. Lied to about a lot of things. I can understand 
a level Someone of skepticism. Of that, a level of skepticism. Steph Curry did not grow up in the in, in a depressed, urbanized area. His dad was an NBA basketball player. He had money. I'm not saying you know. I'm not saying he he didn't have to deal with racism. I'm not saying he didn't have to deal with those things. I'm just saying he didn't come from sort of the skeptics couch where you're like, I understand why you would question everything in the world. You have every right to. NASA it's just, just that he has so many people listening to him. I'm like, I, he, he's, I, you look up to him. My kids know Steph. My two daughters know who Steph Curry is and love him. They know his daughter, Riley Curry. That's yeah. how much they know. And I was like, don't don't be putting that Don't be there. questioning science. Uh, is it me, Jay, or are we, have we done a ton of curling stories on this show? We've done so many curling stories. By a ton, I mean two. Yeah. Okay. We <laughs> did many. two curling shows. <laughs> two, almost two, I always two thought curling, you know, curling where you of take course. the yeah, stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, we love curling because the people there are wearing clothes that I guess you would find people at a Boost Mobile store wearing. You know what I mean? It's like a polo belt. You should never be allowed to play an Olympic sport in a belt. With like your phone holstered yeah, to the belt. Yeah, you shouldn't have yeah. all. Like you shouldn't be able to like do a sport where you're wearing your purse. Right, right, right. You should yeah. be able to do a sport where like you could conceivably pull out a square, plug it into your phone and swipe someone's credit card through it. <laughs> so, just be like, Whoosh. all right. So, I, I, can, I can take care of you right here. And you shouldn't say that to anyone you while you're to do in that. the middle of an Olympic sport. Sport, yeah. Selling merch. Uh, so yeah. an Ontario duo, because recently a curling team, like the Canadian, one of the world curling champion teams, they got, got drunk, got shit-faced, and were like breaking brooms and fucking stuff Which up. Which we said breaking brooms, like... Breaking brooms should be the term you use, meaning I had a meal with a curling team. Like we sat down together. We, Motherfuckers we broke, broke brooms. <laughs> Motherfuckers broke brooms. Yeah. We broke brooms. We broke brooms up in this piece. And now you're doing this? Yeah. Oh, wait, are you talking about we broke brooms together and you let me down this way? All right, so this Ontario duo. duo but they were literally breaking, breaking brooms, brooms like drunk, crazy people. An oh Ontario duo are combining <laughs> curling with cannabis. Now, this makes sense I'm, to me. Uh, that does make sense. Well, veteran first of all, it's the only sport the only you can, can do yeah. really stout. So these yeah. veteran curlers hope to bring some new life to a sport by combining it with cannabis. Last October, Grant Nicholson and Ted Ratcliffe uh, pitched a novel idea for their curling uh, club's executives, the, I don't know, the Wire, Wire, Wireton uh, and District Club uh, Curling Club, should host what may be Canada's first official bong spiel. A pun on Bondspiel, the official name for curling tournaments. The event would be essentially bring your own weed curling tournament, provide uh, proved far more popular than the club executives yeah, expected. Selling out, popular. selling out within the first 24 hours. Yes. There is real appeal for the Bondspiel, uh, and it's very Canadian. The idea of combining curling and cannabis. Are the players getting stoned? Yeah, yeah, I think everybody is. After Everyone's all, high. we yeah. are all le- we are legal, and we are leading the legal pack. That's what they said. This Nicholson said that uh, he's been a cannabis connoisseur for some time, and that marijuana and curling go better together than a lot of people may realize. Which tells me that a lot of those people are stoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and would they be drug tested? Even you have to be the person who came up with curling was high. Thank you. Right? Uh, yes. Yes. Like it's like, shuffleboard, right? I'll do this. Yeah, it's else. giant shuffleboard. No, on what, dude? It's on, on ice. Put, on put ice. the belt ice. on. Put the belt on. I got on. the belt on. You can't <laughs> do a sport with bro, a belt. Bro, just push it down the ice and knock okay. the other one out. All right. Okay. So goddamn high, I thought I saw a moose. <laughs> Anyway, I love it, and I actually think there should be more. God bless it. God bless it. I think this is. You know, the only thing that I would say on some level is, you know, if people get high and they get really good at it, then it starts to become a performance-enhancing drug. 
then you got to question it. I do don't think ever, anybody's getting better on. I don't know when I. I, I think you're moving slowly. You kind, what are we, you stupid, kind of might get lost? What are, what are we doing? What is, is it this? Our what turn? is this? That'll be a lot. There'll be a lot what of that. Is this what are we doing? <laughs> is it our? Do we order food? Did someone Did you guys order, order food? Because I feel like <laughs> I smell curly fries. I smell yeah. I actually curry. Think curling flies. <laughs> I smell Steph, Steph Curry, curry. Doubting, doubting, doubting that, that, this that the moon happening. was happening. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird kind of Gattaca story about Ryan Tannehill, who's the quarterback for the uh, Miami Dolphins, which, by the way, had one of the greatest final end of game laterals where a guy, they were down five, and the guy, um, unbelievable guy. Last play of the game. Time runs out. He throws a pass over the middle about 20 yards. They have to go about 50 yards. Pass over the middle, 20 guy yards. Guy catches it, jukes one guy, runs to the side, pitches it back to someone else who starts running, pitches what? it to one other person, and that guy Canyon runs one way like he's going to pitch to someone else and then cuts back the other way, scores. No time left on the clock. The Miami beats the Patriots, which is really hard to do, beat the Patriots ever. Wow. The Patriots had Rob Gronkowski, the the yeah. tight end, in on defense, and he got juked out. It was, it was an unbelievable play. And then this story comes out. It's Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback, has confirmed that he has stem cells stored in the Cayman Islands. In, you know, case, in case for an like, injury. And to come injury. back from an injury. He's That's got, how he's going to come back. But is like, that where you store your... Can he not store them here? Can't just do it locally. Dude, it, like, where do, no where do people who live in, in the Burbank. Cayman Islands, where do they store their offshore accounts? That's what I know. Is <laughs> yeah, that like right. in like, <laughs> Cleveland, Pittsburgh? <laughs> That's this, a great question. Right? And the other thing no about idea. it is, I think he's got offshore stem cells. cells. Offshore stem cells. And he wants the world to know. Isn't that something you keep to yourself? Unless the company that you're storing them with wants you to come out and say, I have these, so that's a promotion for them. It just be, it the feels it, weird. Is it, it's not illegal, right? It's not exactly illegal. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> if we told you, because we did get you onto meditation, if we told you, Hey, John, you should really, like, take some of your stem cells and store them down in the Cayman Islands. I think for a second you'd be like, I kind of have to listen to them. They were right about meditation. (laughs) I wouldn't even hesitate. I'm I'm in. How do I I give them? I want to do all those things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally in. I I went, like, it all depends who's giving the message, really. And I think this company was, like, It's called Regenix. 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 Yeah, I want to know about, like... So the company that's yeah. doing it, that's storing it for them, I think they were like, we hitched our our trail trailer to this guy, Ryan Tannehill, who's okay. He's, he's good. And Miami will never win the division because the Patriots will always win their division. But then but they, they always play unbelievable play that ends the game that's everywhere. And they're like, now you got to announce that you've got the stem cells. <laughs> Now's the time to tell them about the stem cells. <laughs> right, you know, right, like, right, you got to right. get out there. This is the biggest push. Get it out yeah, yeah. Make sure is you he wearing like, their spot. hat? Yeah, he's like, he's got their merch on? <laughs> he's got a shirt that says, ask me about my Cayman Islands <laughs> stem cells. <laughs> It is. Oh a very, my God! Isn't it? He but, couldn't get a State Farm commercial. So um, yeah. Neither could we. <laughs> uh, no, but there is something in that where you say to yourself, like, is that the next? Gen- is it like a fair thing to do? Like, you know, players. Yes, if they use their own stem, it's their own cells. Like, and and if yeah, they have I don't an think injury, that's considered juicing, right? It's not juicing. It's not. Yeah. Drugs. No. It's your own. It's self. just the future. It's your own self. It's the future. It's, it's the just, future. It's the future. But I just didn't know it was here. It's you like when I see those YouTube videos of robots talking and walking. Or I'm cars like, flying. I didn't know. Nobody told me this That's happened. Happening. You. The only people who foretold it are old people. They're like, <laughs> we're gonna get taken over by robots, and they're fucking right. Have you yeah. Been, have you been to Denver to do comedy? 
Yes. Comedy Works. Yes. I opened for Santino there a okay. while back. It is the best club Best ever. club. So much fun. But Randy and I have a theory of why the Denver airport is so far from Denver. <laughs> and that is this. About 13 or 14 years ago, remember when they cloned a sheep? Like yes. an adult Dolly. sheep. Yeah. Dolly. An yeah. adult sheep from the cells of And they yeah. just made another sheep. Right. Like, we did it. We did it. Yeah, we I feel did. like we moved on from that really Yeah, but quickly. like you heard nothing the, about now it. Now we haven't heard anything about cloning since then. And they had the ability to clone an adult being into another adult being. No pregnancy, no child, no baby to baby, no cell to cell. This is like an adult to an adult. I think there's an entire clone city underneath the area oh, between I know there is. the Denver airport. And I Denver. know there is. There's like 12 <laughs> Justin Bieber's. There's like maybe a couple of, you know... I don't know. Maybe yeah, like six Jessica Albas. Maybe I, there's, there's a couple like, Steph Currys. And the, a couple Steph, Steph Currys. Yeah. There's a couple of Kanye's. Yeah. And like all They're of like them. They're like training them to be good Kanye's. Like, oh, when are we going to release yeah, the yeah. good Kanye's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, we need to put two good Kanye's out into the world. No one's going to know. We're just going to put them far away. The Kanye multiplicity movie. Oh, yeah. my God. The yeah. Kanye multiplicity <laughs> movie could be a great documentary. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. That's in a second. If we're <laughs> right, I know we're we're sounding crazy right now, Randy. If We sound crazier than Steph Curry. Yeah, right. if but we're right. I like this theory, though. I Thank love you. it, man. I'm blown, I'm, I am fascinated by the fact that we haven't heard anything about the cloning. Nothing. Right? Not a fucking it's a little weird. Little, little, it's a little weird. It happened you know what's not weird? You are going to come do flappers with us. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. On December 20th. Yeah. And then Thank you'll come you back and do me. Dumb People Town, uh, that podcast as well. Uh, where can people see you? Are you any any fun shows you got coming up in the near future? Or? Um, I have uh, no no shows off the top of but my head right now. But, but the Hulu show is the available Hulu show when? comes out in May. Great, uh, Catch Twenty Two, and I'll be posting shows as they pop up on my Instagram. Okay, which is my name. Follow him on Instagram. Spell, Spell it out for people. J O N R U D N I T S K Y. John John Rudnitsky. I kept the long Jewy name. I love that you did. Uh, this is fast talk. When we come back on the flip side of this, uh, Mayor Rudy. Giuliani joins us. Is here. Well, he, let, he, left he a lets us a voicemail about how he thinks the Yankees are America's team and he should be the manager. America's manager. Oh, yeah. my God. You got to hear this because it, it actually makes slightly more sense than anything he's yes. saying about representing Trump. Yes. This is Viva from the Cheap Seats. We'll be back right Who's this? this? Who are we listening this to? This is Fast Talk by uh, Big Red Machine. No. No, no, no. By um, Houses. We'll be back right after this. Oh, my God. I love it. just another Hey guys, welcome back to the show. John Renitsky, what a great dude. Great dude, come see us. See come him. see us with him at Flappers on the 20th. I love it. He's fantastic. Um, also wanted to uh, just say, guys, they have on fluffycrate.com, want to mention uh, we have great merch for both this show and for Dumb People Town. If you go to fluffycrate.com and just put in the search bar Sklar, it will bring you to our page. It has punch waterfall t-shirts and hats, which people are eating up on the road. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. Uh, that's our sign-off for this show, as you know. And there's great Dumb People Town merch on that page, on those pages as well. Uh, get them now. Check it out for the holidays or whatnot. Or whatever. post-holidays. If someone got you a gift on the holidays and you and forgot like, to get them something, this is a I cheap got, way to... I got your back. Your early there January you back. You I go. got you covered. Put a, put a nice shirt on their back and it's not expensive and it's a great way to Speaking of getting you covered, you know who's got the president covered, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani. And now he's trying to make a case for the Yankees. Just take a listen. Uh, hey, Scar Brothers, this is Rudy Giuliani, otherwise known as America's Mayor. Right now, of course, serving as Donald Trump's uh, legal advisor. But... That's neither here nor there. The reason I'm calling is because 
Gentlemen, we have a great problem in America. The baseball team, which is the nation's greatest team of all time, the New York Yankees, are terrible. Why? Why are they terrible? Because I'm not there supporting them because the fans, they boo me and all of this stuff. But listen, if I was there, if I was actually helming the team, like I helmed New York City during 9-11, they would have a winning record. Just ask Bernie Williams, Noblaw, all those guys back then, they know. They know who was the real man in charge, okay? Joe Torre was fine, but right behind him was a real true leader, Rudy Giuliani. So I'm putting my hat in the ring. America, New York, you're listening to me. When this whole Trump thing's over, I should be the manager of the New York Yankees. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. I don't I don't think he fully understands. I don't know. I don't think he fully understands himself. Yeah, I mean he was kind of saying he said stuff about the Yankees that wasn't completely true. Like they haven't been good. They actually have been good. He it tells me he doesn't even know. He doesn't know. He's, he's not even watching the team in his own city. Uh I don't like it. I do not like it. But I but I do know this. Uh, I like you guys. Yeah. And I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thanks to John Roditsky. This is Jasper's theme by Tony Molina. So good. So, so good. good. Reminds me of the 60s, like the Yardbirds. Oh, the Birds. and by the way, we're going to have our music episode, I believe. Is that next week? I think it's next it's week. It's our music annual music episode with Jay Logic, Jonah Ray, and Matt Price. You are going to want to stick around for that. You want to hear the best songs from 2018 from four very uh, sometimes crossover but very unique points of view? You're going to get a lot of great music and an unbelievable Apple playlist if you guys tune Pass in. the cord 2018, so stick around for that. That'll be next week. And then in a couple weeks, we're going to do our character episode. You're going to love that, too. To end the, uh, to bring in the new year 2019. Punch Waterfalls, guys. We'll see you at Flappers on the 20th. We'll see you in San Francisco on the 11th. Uh, we're out. Sure.